Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what I'll cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Sunday, September 20th, 2020. I'm going to try to get through this quick. I know what it is. The speakers on here can't handle the bass from the uh, the track. So let's mute that so it doesn't blow my eardrums out. Luckily, I'm hoping you don't hear that, how bad it was with the audio coming through. Oh my gosh. So today's just uh, off the uh, off the record. No, it's not. It's, it's recording. Um, off the cuff. I don't know. But just, just a random episode uh, that I'm going to cover, like just like last week where I talked about you know, back to school, I did like, it was enough to cover for two episodes. There was so much talking, so many talking points about buying a computer this week. I want to do something a little bit different because it's kind of related to what I'm, what I'm doing with my, you know, my hobby, uh, with computing outside of work. And it's, uh, about, you know, the cloud and privacy and, um, it's too late for privacy on the internet. I mean, for, for most people, Okay, so the the music was distorted. So there, okay, thanks, Krista. So it wasn't what I was just hearing in my ears. It actually came out distorted from the app um, on the computer. Man, Mac. I thought like Mac OS was the the multimedia system. Um, never had an issue like that on the PC, but um, that's weird. That's weird because this is the third week now that I've been using the Mac or using it to do the show, and I've never had that happen. All of the processing is handled on the board as far as the effects. So that's really strange that that happened. Um, could be something with USB. I don't know. It's really weird, though. But I'm glad the voice works. So as far as um, today's episode, I'm just going to talk quick about the cloud and security and a simple, simplified version of security. Um, and, and what YouTubers I think are great to follow that really have your best interest in mind. I feel that they do. Um, I have your best interest in mind. I don't want, I'm not going to sell you any products. I'm not making money off this. It's a hobby. So I obviously have a day job like most of you probably do. So, uh, this is just for, for fun, you know, sharing ideas and you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, I decided recently that, you know, being the, I don't know. I, I was always a, people that have known me for the last five, seven years in IT. Um, always, I, they would probably be able to describe me as a Google fanboy, um, almost like you know, like not like just not listening to any arguments, but like definitely just thinking it's you know the best platform because you have another rival, which is Apple, and and I don't know. I I I, I don't. I never think it's good to just one hundred percent blindly trust a company <laughs> ever. But um, Google, um, I don't trust anymore, almost at all. I mean, I, I, I use Google every day. I watch YouTube. I love YouTube. But um, I think there's a lot of downsides to sharing your data and, and how, much they, how much they dig into that data. It really concerns me. And it's just, I mean, it's, I've always known they have, and there's nothing to hide or whatever. But it's, it's just like, are you being paid the money? Uh, that you're worth for the data they're selling and they're collecting and all that stuff. Um, no, you're not going to be, you're not, they're not going to pay you what it's worth. Obviously they're, they're making a profit, right? So I just kind of, I want to scale back on how much I share with Google. So I'm kind of going to like rewind for the last 
15 years or however long I, I think I've been using Gmail since 2004. That's probably the first I've known of, of using a Google product other than search. So that's been around since 99. But I want to like tone it down a little bit with Google. And I, I, I've, I've, I think it's been six, eight months now I've been using Bing, which I mean, Microsoft's not necessarily any better. Um, they're all collecting your data, scrubbing through your emails, probably not personally, but uh, yes, I mean, they can just go through things to figure out things about you. They're always wanting to find things out about you. Just getting away from that a little more. So what I what I thought to myself and, and I end up coming across this YouTuber who is super interesting some of the stuff he shares is kind of scary. So like if you're a little more paranoid and like kind of feed into these conspiracies and all that, you might set off your, your going down a rabbit hole and looking up things like me. I, I I'll be like, Oh gosh, that's scary. Let me, well, could you do this? If you, there's it, just keep this part in your, just, just know this. And it's, it's probably a hundred percent impossible to escape everything like uh, all of being spied on and whatever. There, I could go through so many things, and, and a lot of it I've learned in the last week watching his videos. And this guy's name is Rob Braxman. And let's go to his one of his pages. He's got Brax.me, B-R-A-X dot me. And just something as simple as Wi-Fi triangulation. I mean, this stuff's been happening for years. You know, you don't have to be paranoid about the Apple... Um, uh, what do you call it? Contact tracing on your phone where they say it uses Bluetooth. And I mean, your phone's always been triangulating and they know where you're at. Your phone has an IMEI number, which is that in your SIM card, that's um, it's got a SIM IC CID on the SIM itself. And and if you're through a carrier like myself, like you go to you go through Verizon and you have a bill, they, they know who you are. So no matter what, your carrier is going to know who you are unless you decide not to have a cell phone. OK, you're 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 very much ahead of me at, you know, be maintaining your privacy. I'm never going to be able to maintain privacy 100%. It's just obvious. I communicate with people that use those tools to contact me, and so do you probably. But I think it's a kind of a fun little project just to know what's going on and maybe build your own little thing. And, I, you know, but obviously it's easy just to go to the store and buy a phone that works and does the job for you. But I want to have my own server. I want to be my own cloud. And people have been able to do this for years. Yeah, you. I mean, it's as simple as... You know, having a USB drive or, or a NAS network attached storage where you can just plug it in your computer and save all your stuff locally before it goes to the cloud. Maybe you live out in the sticks. You live out in the country, like in an area where I grew up in. That stuff might make sense to hold on to it in your house because you're not going to have generally a fast connection to the cloud. So there's lots of options to um, kind of keep things in your own property and that's what i want to do i've never done the whole i've i've built servers but i mean i've i've uh, set them up in virtual machines just on my computer and you know for fun but never like a regular use machine and that's what i decided to do this um i decided that i'm finally going to pull the trigger on this um over the next few weeks so um and, and i think this uh, rob braxman's videos have inspired me to just kind of just go and do it and he doesn't say like go do go build a server he, he tells you think for yourself think if you want to buy a cloud virtual private server in the cloud and build it yourself that's is probably just as secure as opening up your house to the internet so there, there he gives you the pros and cons and you can decide for yourself I think it's a good learning experience to have a server or another computer just to tinker around with and that's what I'm doing and I think anyone can do this if you're interested in learning it and you have some time. 
I mean, I work in IT for a living, so it kind of is easier for me than it would be for a busy, you know, um, a busy, like a lawyer that doesn't do anything with IT and but wants to have their own server. They would maybe hire somebody and maybe you could learn from them. But anyways, you can learn just about anything from YouTube videos. And actually, Rob Braxman brought up this site called Library. It's it's pronounced library, but it's lbry.com. I just started going to it because I saw him mention it in his videos. He's one of the top creators on there. I think there's he's like in the top 50 of all the creators. This guy knows what he's talking about. He's a very intelligent person and uh, very interesting and explains things very well. Um, he explains them slowly and clearly. And I like that for something I'm totally not comfortable with. But anyways, uh, check out his YouTube videos too, by the way. I, I recommend it. It's just Rob Braxman, B-R-A-X-M-A-N. And he talks he's very big on privacy that's that's his thing he tells you how devices can spy on you and i'll just give you an example of one that he mentioned and i've known this but he puts it all together very well better than i can um like inside your phone there um like your your phone that you're holding in your hand most north american phones even ever since i reviewed cell phones when when i used to do that they have a qualcomm chipset at least the android ones do or snapdragon qualcomm processor uh, overseas, they have Exynos, um, the versions of Samsung phones that are like overseas, for example. But those phones, all those little boards on those phones have a system on chip, an SOC. And in that chip, well, there's there's like a little modem or, or a separate chipset that kind of does its own thing aside from the operating system. Doesn't matter if you have android on their ios whatever that little chip and this has been around forever i mean like like your dell managed hardware intel management platforms like there's things outside of your operating system that you'll never see unless you get it in there and tinker around with it um anti-theft systems these things exist at the bios level where you can't touch them you can't flash the bios to get rid of it it's there forever and those things that's the scary part no matter how good you are at privacy you won't be able to touch that chip necessarily unless you're the person that has access to it and there and he describes how people have access to those chips stuff i haven't heard of before and it's really scary in a way if the person was malicious or the the service or the whatever agency has access to it um you know i don't know maybe cryptographer or cryptologists from the the navy or different uh branches of the government maybe they have access to that i don't know i don't but kind of scary that it exists but not scary that you know that you can get rid of yourself if you really wanted to and you could go live in the woods i'm not going to do that so anyways what I, that's where i kind of you know there's that whole middle ground i think and that's where i decided i want to have my own cloud in my house and you don't have to open that up to the internet you cannot give that device an internet connection if you choose to just like a thumb drive like this thumb drive does not have a chip does not have the internet on it if you wanted to save something to your thumb drive i mean back to you know the 90s or early 2000s we were all doing that anyways but then there's all these enticing things that are all happen to be connected to the cloud and managed by a company that has the on and off switch for it became so convenient and it's not that there's no way around them it's just that People find that convenient and they start using it and then they say, hey, I use this. Will you use this? Just like Facebook. And on that note, I want to get rid of Facebook, not fully. I'm going to I have to do the podcast and I want to use Facebook as a platform. 
but I want to get rid of it on my phone. I want to get rid of my personal Facebook account. So I haven't looked into it um, as far as keeping my Facebook page, um, you know, just when I log into a computer that has the connection to Facebook. I don't want to make connections to Facebook on my phone anymore. They track everything. It's um, I don't trust them either. And but I think Facebook's still a great platform, but it's not necessary. I still text my family and, and, and friends and we, we text, right? So, and, um, but Apple's tracking. I mean, everybody's tracking, but Apple's a little, <laughs> a little bit less intrusive, I would say, with uh, iMessage and their encrypted um, platform uh, services that you pay for. But there's that. Even though stuff's encrypted, like on a drive on your computer and stuff, the the chipset within the computer itself isn't necessarily encrypted those those little systems that sit outside those devices that you encrypt so yes i can encrypt this flash drive sure i could bitlock or encrypt it or whatever um but where it's plugged into my computer and those management chips that i don't know what are doing are still existing it's still in my head knowing that they can do something possibly it's possible so I know that's where it comes into, well, if you don't have anything to hide, what, you know, what is there to worry about? Well, I still don't want somebody, you know, looking at me in the shower or I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just saying it's just the point that they can do it. It just bothers me. And some other people, apparently a lot of people as well, other people. And I think the only hope is Linux. I really do. I think it comes down to Linux. Um, I'm not a Linux not, not even I would say novice user. I'm a, a, I've been a, a long time beginner user of Linux, but I know enough about it to to see that you have enough control to stop anything bad from happening, unless it's a proprietary platform run on Linux by some company that's profiting off it or something. You you can't really trust it. But that's what I want to talk about is just uh, you know what you can do to uh, why am I I just go to the main camera? I, I should be talking. Um, with my face on the camera, at least see if it goes back. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good idea to just, uh, for myself anyway, start my own cloud, start my own Wi-Fi network. That means getting rid of Google Wi-Fi because Google's tracking everything, all my internet and everything goes through that. And it, it's not like I just realized like, Oh gosh, I don't want this anymore. I, I really don't want that. I don't want Google tracking everything. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as running my entire internet connection through a VPN. I'm not down for slowing my internet connection down because it's very fast. It's gigabit and I love it. <laughs> so that's another decision I have to make. There's downsides to doing this. So there's that. I'm not going to jump all in at once though. Like I said, you can, you can ease into this stuff and see if it's for you. Is it worth the effort to not be tracked? I think it's a challenge. I like it. It's just to be like, how much can I, protect my data and not rely on the cloud anymore will it save me money i don't know probably not it's going to cost money to buy these things but it's also fun to learn things and then you can use that for your you know career so um i'm not going to wrap it up just yet i'll I'll show you a couple more things on what so what i here's what i did and there's a couple uh uh, points i want to make here that might save you time and money because i say that a lot i'm all about saving money so what I did was I went on Facebook Marketplace. So right now is a special time, in my opinion, as a lot of offices, uh, businesses are not going to renew their office leases. Maybe they have a three-year lease. Maybe they have a year lease. I don't know. I don't know how that always works. But 
It's expensive if you're a business and you're renewing leases. Well, these COVID times, a lot of companies aren't renewing leases. And if you go on Facebook Marketplace, they're tracking you. And if you go on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or search those sites for maybe some enterprise-grade equipment that is very affordable because these offices are like, yeah, we're not going to use it for a few years. We're, we're, not, we're not moving in this office. So I just happened to go on Facebook Marketplace and I typed in server rack because I'm like, well, if I put a server in my basement, I'm going to need a server rack to hold it. Yes, I could build one. I could buy metal rails and space them 19 inches apart and drill holes and whatever. I, I just found one. This, this server rack that I found on Craigslist, they were asking $35 for it. Now, comparable server racks around that size. This one's a little bit higher than those, those uh, not trip light brand that usually cost around $500. I would say this one with the caster wheels, they're really high quality um, caster wheels. I cleaned it up. It looks brand new. I'd say they're probably closer to a thousand. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look up this one, but I know it was worth $35. So I offered the guy 20 or uh, no, he was asking 45 and I asked, offered him 35 I got there. I didn't have change. I was like, well, take 40 anyways, you know, still fierce five more dollars. And I was like, this is a great deal. I appreciate it. And uh, it's Anthro. That's the brand. So, I mean, this thing is solid. <laughs> it could hold a car up. I mean, and then um, I looked up servers. I looked up what servers are companies, you know, maybe the lease is up in the office and they're swapping out their servers. This is the time to do it. People are selling for the last few years. They've been selling these Dell 7... Uh, R710 models. There's the R720. It's a lot more money. It can handle up to like, I don't know if it's like 900 gigs of RAM. It's like almost like a terabyte of RAM. It's insane. You don't need that much unless you're really virtualizing things, I guess. But um, this thing, this server I found on Craigslist, the guy was asking $300. And this is a Dell R710. I recommend if you're looking into tinkering around with servers to check out this model. I haven't even tested it yet today. I just really got home with this. I bought this today. Had a busy Sunday. And this thing, he was asking $300. I said, will you take $150? Because he said there was something. He goes, well, the power supply, I think, clicks. I'm like, uh, will you take $150? So in my opinion, um, or in my measure of what I was buying, I was like, you know, worst case, if this thing is toast, the RAM inside, the um, air correcting RAM and the, or the, uh, the SS, the SSDs, the uh, uh, SAS drives inside this thing, a um, little bit faster than SATA, I believe. Those SAS drives, I think they're two terabytes each. I mean, it's going to pay for itself. You got a four terabyte drive. God, you're going to pay. I mean, you're going to pay close to what I paid already for the server. And a power supply, you look on eBay, they're like 17 I don't know, $20, $25 at the most, maybe, for a power supply. I could swap it out and see if I can fix it. But servers are made to run. That's what this enterprise enterprise grade hardware is made to do. They run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I'm going to try it out. I'm going to mess with it. I'm going to race, you know, Windows 12 that it appears to have on it and, you know, install some Linux, I think, and, and maybe some Microsoft as well. I can run multiple operating systems on there in virtual machines. So that's a killer deal. I mean, these thir- servers, if you get them new, not this model, but like, you go out and buy a new Dell server. They're going to be two to four thousand. I don't four thousand dollars easily for a good one, I guess. Um, versus one hundred and fifty dollars, which you can get these on eBay for one hundred fifty, and you're generally going to pay fifty bucks in shipping. Probably around two hundred bucks still if you buy it on eBay. So uh, I picked it up locally, uh, drove like forty minutes, and got it. 
and um, got shot actually. Um, and no, I'm I'm fine. I didn't really get shot, but like the uh, it was it was cool. So then I got this server rack and this. I'm good for today. I'm out of energy. <laughs> got a lot of moving moving stuff around the garage. But I'm going to put it together and put it in that server rack, that monstrous server rack. And worst case scenario, if that server is dead, I got the parts. I can sell them or put them in a new server that I buy. And I paid $40 for a server rack that I think is worth a few hundred dollars for sure still. This thing is a tank. Look at it again. Come here. Right over here. Come here. There you are. Okay. It's got like multiple shelves in there. You can put your modems on. You can put everything in there. And, uh... I next have to look for a battery backup, maybe like a 1500. I don't know. It's going to be at least a few hundred dollars, but it's going to need to power my server. So that's my, that's my uh, point I'd like to make though. If you're looking to tinker with stuff and you want to buy good equipment, think of uh, maybe if a business is closing their office or not renewing their lease, try to find out who's, you know, maybe they're just posting on Facebook marketplace because that tends to be the quickest way to do it. Just start searching for that stuff. Office chairs, whatever. If you're okay with buying one of those used, I, I mean, you could. That's that's something. But I mean, there might be offices out there that are getting rid of a hundred of them, and they're probably just like, I don't know, ten bucks a piece. And these are probably two hundred fifty dollar office chairs. Something to think about. So I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. As I normally say, putting time aside because you really you just set it aside. I appreciate that. But if you're a new listener to the Manly Hanley podcast, we would love to hear from you visit our website that's randyhanley.com and leave a comment or you are not a good person while you're there be sure to subscribe to the newsletter follow randrums on twitter and like the manly hanley podcast facebook page thanks for tuning in have a great weekend